Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? How much? It's been a good week here. It is February 7th, 1998. It is Valentine's Day is next week. Valentine's Day is next week. It's, That's exciting stuff. Yeah, Valentine's Day. It's Love is in the air. <laughs> love's always in the air here. Well, yeah, love's always in the air when you're with me. Exactly. That's right. Maybe I'll do something special this year for Valentine's Day. Mm, I doubt it. <laughs> if if history wow. is any indication. Wow. <laughs> that is just cruel. Well, I'm sorry. You're but... trying to tear my heart out. You don't think I, I, don't, I don't do anything for you on Valentine's Day? Mm, not usually, no. What the fuck? <laughs> what? What the hell? That's so mean. <laughs> what did we do? Yes, it is. It is mean not to do anything for your girlfriend for Valentine's Day. <laughs> so all my efforts over the years, I have just gone wanting, huh? <laughs> I am highly offended. Okay. You don't think I've <laughs> What the fuck? Did you plan this, like, before the show started? You're like a fucking Rashomon. You're like an impenetrable fortress. I can't do anything to to crack through. Sorry, it's just the truth. What the fuck? What, what? did you do for me last year? I took you out to dinner. I, I got you a card. Did I not get you a Valentine's Day card? I don't think so. <laughs> I really don't. There might have been chocolate. What did you do for me? Uh, I don't know. We don't do anything for Valentine's Day. That's the this whole is, thing. What, no, 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 no. You don't. St- you don't take the last what two and a half minutes <laughs> and shit all over me. Oh, you don't do anything for me for Valentine's Day and stuff like that. And then be like, oh, we don't do anything for Valentine's Day. We don't. But that is not how you framed this at all. <laughs> so speaking of, you know, like Valentine's no, Day. No, <laughs> love no, being in the air. No. Speaking of nothing. I'm speaking of things. <laughs> You're unbelievable. Okay. I got you flowers for Valentine's Day. Mm. I wrote you a poem for Valentine's Day one year. You have it framed. No, that was for Christmas. <laughs> he does do sweet romantic things for me like that. Just not usually on Valentine's Day. It's just, it was weird to me when you're like, hey, maybe I'll do something special for Valentine's Day because it's just not a thing. I, well, I didn't think that we, we Valentine's Day wasn't important to us. It, it really isn't. But you seem very hurt by this. I was joking. You seem like you really you want weirdo. She's in a new chair, and you're lower. You're a lot lower. Than- <laughs> yeah, I feel. I feel like a petulant child talking to their father. 
You're a lot lower than you usually are, and it's just so funny. He's towering over me. Yeah, I'm just looking down at you. (laughs) On judgment. Anyway. So, speaking of lies. And love. We watched, and I don't know. (laughs) That should be the tagline for the show, lies and love. There you go. I don't know. Like, everybody in this episode was being, like, ridiculous. Yeah, this episode was I I didn't like it. Pretty much, yeah, except for I I would say except for Brandon. I think Brandon was the only one that wasn't being ridiculous in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, so like, okay, so Steve and Claire are still like fighting and not together. Yeah. But apparently he's following her around like a lost little puppy dog or something. Yeah, he wants her back. And she's irritated because she's like, I don't want to leave the house. Everywhere I go, he's there and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, okay. But like Donna was saying to her, like, don't you feel a little flattered? You know, he's trying to get you back. And she's, no, no, no. <laughs> What? You really hate Claire now, don't you? I'm not a fan. No, no, no. I am not a fan of Claire right now. Yeah, Steve's been hiding around every corner with his <laughs> Joker-like smile. Well, and like this douche that she's dating, Dick. Dick, yeah. They they, they couldn't hit this more on the head. Right. They named him Dick. It's hilarious. Yeah, because Steve gets to call him a dick without calling him a dick, and you can tell he's enjoying exactly. that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so he's on the row team, so he got her to join, which crew. like a crew or they whatever. Call it crew. It seems awful. She's like, he's here at six fifteen every morning, and yeah. so impressive. He does what he needs to do. Yeah, he's doing. He's he's an adult, Steve. He knows what he wants. Like that's Steve's like I knew what I wanted too to kiss that big-titted <laughs> woman. But I mean, doesn't that just sound awful to be in a rowboat at six fifteen in the morning? <laughs> Yeah, I mean they're called skulls. Like it's, it, I mean it's not, it's not like a rowboat. But yes, <laughs> yes, training for crew doesn't sound like the most fun to me. No, but Claire is also doing this with him now. Yeah, she, I, I, it looked like she was like the captain of the. She just joined crew, and it looked like she was like the captain of the team. <laughs> she's sitting at the head of the boat, and she's like, you know, mush, mush, mm-hmm. mush. Basically, right. she wasn't rowing. <laughs> Maybe she's just there to uh, give them encouragement. I guess so. She's slowly taking her top off. <laughs> Keep going, boys. But then, you know, Steve and Dick get into uh, this argument. So then Steve's like... <laughs> they get into a him measuring contest. Right. So Steve's like, I want to race you. Yeah, suddenly they're, they're stealing the plot from the movie Summer Rental. <laughs> you ever see that one? No. It's uh, John Candy... I, I'm pretty sure I have this correct. Okay. It's John Candy. It's a John Candy movie for sure. Uh, but it's John Candy and like his family. They go to a, they get a summer rental place or whatever. And the the plot of the movie is there's these like rich assholes that are around there too. And he, he challenges them to a Riata race. It's like a sailing race. Okay. Right? And yeah, and then they, they've got to learn how to fix the boat and stuff like that i'm pretty sure i'm not mixing up my john candy movies and it was summer rental yeah who knows um but fuck oh no (laughs) my brain popped um (laughs) (sighs) so that's what that that little explosion was he gets the keg house to create a crew 
Yes. Yeah, I mean, he says, I will dust off the old keg house skull. It's bizarre. And, like, the keg house is called the keg house because that's what they do. They drink. Well, technically it's whatever, Chi Epsilon Gamma or whatever. Oh, come on, though. It's the keg house. Yeah, I know. They don't. <laughs> I don't know. Years ago, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have thought that we would be talking, like, come on, it's the keg house. We know these guys. <laughs> They're our best friends now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, I, I I agree. They're they're not the athletic type, but Steve's pressuring them into this. So he gets these, you know, hungover loser people to come and join him in our the, best friends <laughs> in the boat, and they fall in the water like immediately. Yeah, they're like this just boat, awful. They're like this boat's kind of skinny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, it's ridiculous. And Claire's just like mad at him. She's just like, I can't believe you're doing this. This is so stupid. I mean, he's like, I'm here at six thirty a.m. What do you think, Claire? Huh? huh? Uh-huh. Is it really that bright at 6.30 in the morning? I wouldn't know. I'm never awake that early. Know. Like, what the I, They didn't film that at 6.30 in the morning. Exactly. Um, But no, he is. He's like that, that cartoon character. The one that uh, that goes around with the big... I think he's like a small dog that goes around with the big dog or whatever. He's like... He's like... Scrappy? He, no, no. He's like... Uh, <laughs> He's like, yeah, Ralph. Uh, oh, yeah, we're gonna do this, Ralph. We're gonna do that. You know, his name's not Ralph, but I don't remember. Sounds like scrappy. You don't, to me. No, stop it. <laughs> it does. It's a Looney Tunes cartoon. Okay. The guys like, and the the big the big one would always be like, yep, you know, or whatever. He had this like deep voice, but he's like, uh, oh, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that. We're gonna like, it's like a little brother kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a Looney Tunes thing. I don't remember the name, the, what it was, though. Do you think that Sometimes. Claire and Steve are going to get back together? I don't know. I I hope not, kind of, because I I, I kind of want Steve to just move on. I'm a little pissed. Like, for, I, I think what he did was wrong. Mm-hmm. But I'm a little pissed at Claire, too, because... Claire knows that she kissed the prince. Yeah. And Steve doesn't. But Claire knows she did. And she's giving him this much shit about it. Yeah, she's definitely being a hypocrite. For sure. Like, I don't know. I just, it doesn't seem right. But, like, in her defense, like, putting myself in her brain for a second, like, he doesn't know, and yet he did it. So, like, yeah, she's being a hypocrite, but it's like he... He doesn't have that fact to justify his actions. Either. No, I think they're both wrong, though. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I don't know. I think she should have at least admitted it. Yeah, she should have, but she didn't. And at this point, like, why? It right. doesn't. I mean, whatever. So she could have just been like, "I fucked the prince. Now leave didn't me alone." Fuck the prince. No, no but she could say that she did. Yeah. Yeah, I still don't think you leave her alone. Um. Probably not. So. Brandon and Tracy, that's her name, right? Her name is Tracy, yes. So she's, you know, that anchor girl. Um, She is real horny for Brandon. Oh, yeah. She belongs at Horny Creek also. Yeah. Well, she's, I don't want to wait <laughs> for Brandon to fuck my brains out. <laughs> um, No, but I mean, like, you know, Brandon's a good looking guy. Brandon's always the, all the girls love Brandon. Yeah. Well, like, last week they kissed, so, I mean, I guess she's just expecting that now they're going to have sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
One kiss apparently means next time we're alone, we're going to fuck. No, that's, you know, that's how he is. Well, no, but that's not how he is. Okay. He's not. No, I know he's not. And she's really upset about it. Like, he was dropping her off at her dorm, and she's like, come in. And he's like, no, I got, you know, shit to do. And she's like, well, come back later. And he's like, you'll be asleep. And she's like, that's okay. You'll be in bed. Yeah, in bed. And she's like, that's okay. She's like, that's exactly right. I'll be in bed. And then My he legs wide open. <laughs> Jesus. But yeah, he like kind of blows her off and she gets really pissed. And then she's like, oh, I'm just going to quit. I'm going to quit the whole thing. Like, the, the I don't want to be an anchor anymore. Yeah. News thing. She comes and she's like, yeah, I'm gonna, she, she's not going to look at news anymore. <laughs> I quit the whole news thing. Now she comes in to the thing and she's like, I guess I don't take rejection well and I'm too embarrassed and blah, 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 blah. I still don't totally understand why he's rejecting her. Like, he doesn't want anything serious right now, and he doesn't want to get with someone he's working with because of what happened with Susan. Yeah, and he said, he told her it's not that she's not, he's not attracted to her, but he doesn't want anything serious, and it would mean something if they were together. Yeah. Which means he likes her. Right. So she should take it as a compliment, I guess, Mm -hmm. in a weird way, but she is not. No, Um, she's pissed. So she, she wants to get some. And for some reason, they decide to put him on air with her because I guess they have chemistry or whatever. Yeah. And he shows up. <laughs> That's how Mark puts it. Well, I guess you guys have chemistry or whatever. <laughs> but he shows up to go on air and he's wearing a suit and a ja- you know, suit jacket and a tie and shorts. Well, yeah, underwear. Underwear? Boxer shorts. Boxer yes. shorts. Okay. Whatever. Um... I think it's ridiculous. And everybody's all like, oh, hoo, hoo, so no, funny, so Brandon, funny. we can see your balls. We love it. Like, who who cares? I don't know. I, I wouldn't be impressed by that in any way. And, and then Tracy's just like, oh, I'm just, I guess I, I will do this next week. I won't quit. Because I saw your underwear. Like, what? What is happening? Wow. <laughs> it sounds like you were the under, under the influence of NyQuil when we were watching this episode. <laughs> You really didn't understand anything that was happening, did you? I, I mean, are you being are you being purposely obtuse, or did you not really understand what was going on? I'm not stupid. I didn't say you were, and it wasn't on Nyquil. So I just I just implied that you were mixing, uh, you know, uh, tranquilizers with Nyquil. Mm. No, the the whole point was that she was embarrassed and, and stuff like that, so he did something that would embarrass him. But I don't think it did. No, he didn't give a fuck. Exactly. But she decides to stay. Whatever. It's kind of cute, I guess. Yeah, I, I suppose. I, I don't like her. I don't know why I don't like her, but I don't. I just don't want them together. I think she's fine, um, but... I don't know. Like, she's just whatever. Yeah. She's so much like Susan, I almost wonder why they got rid of Susan. Maybe that actress had other things she wanted to do. Maybe. And they, the the dynamic's a little different this time because he's her boss. Right. As opposed to the other way around. Is he, though? Yeah, he's he's part of the first. He, he and Mark run that station. I thought Mark ran the station. No, he's a producer. They're both producers. Hmm. So... It's just Mark handles the like the sports weather side of stuff. He handles the more news side of stuff. 
it's so weird to me that he just left the paper. Well, this evolved from the paper, I guess. I don't know exactly what the fuck's going on. But uh, the, the this whole episode begins, by the way. This is how Mark was like, uh, oh, I guess you got banter or whatever. Uh, he's giving this impassioned speech about politics, about being liberal and conservative mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it's all being shot with a handheld camera. Like yeah, that was they're, weird. They're fucking gorilla style or something. I was like, you guys... Can afford tripods. I don't know what, I don't know what's going on here. Like if they're what they were trying to do, and all the, the color grading almost looked different too. Well, I think it's because they were filming it for the news. No, they weren't. Oh, that wasn't like that's what I thought for a second too. And then as it was going on, I was like, Are they doing a play that they're going to like do for the news? Are they doing like a little like infomercial type thing or something that they're going to do for the news? But nope, it was neither of those things. It was the cameras for the show. That's how they were filming it. And then they cut to a more static shot, a more lockdown shot when they cut. And then they cut back to them when David comes in, they, they cut. And when they, then they cut back to them to the handheld camera again. And like I said, I don't know if they're using different tape or what. But the color grading when they cut to the static shot was so much warmer. Yeah. And then it was like so much colder on the, the, cause like, like deeper blacks and just colder like colors when they switched to the handheld. So the cinematography was just way off on both of them. It was weird. Yeah. It was. It was disorienting. Yeah. <clears throat> so. That was basically their storyline, though. It was just like, she wants to fuck him. He doesn't want to fuck her. <laughs> she was going to quit, and then she changed her mind. So, like, nothing actually happened. We're basically right where we left off before. Except that now Brandon's going to be on the air with her oh, every yeah, week. That's true. We knew this was going to happen, that eventually he was going to get pulled on the air. <laughs> yeah. So, what else have we got going on here? Donna oh, and the fireman. Donna and the fireman. <laughs> So I don't understand. Maybe I was on NyQuil because I don't understand this at all. Okay, like, cool. She goes, she's going on the date with the fireman. He's taking her hiking. Which seems very insensitive to me because it's like, hey, you almost got killed uh, on a hiking trail. Let's go hiking for our days. <laughs> and while they're hiking, he, he set a uh, fire too. <laughs> yeah, he did. He sets up a fire and they're snuggling by the fire. It's and- like, let me push you in this and then rescue you again. <laughs> right. Can I fuck you now? But he just mentions to her that he's leaving tomorrow. Yeah. To go work on an oil rig. In Louisiana. Like, what the hell? I don't know. How do you not mention that sooner? I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Some oil rig called Deepwater Horizon in Louisiana. <laughs> and why would he? He's a fireman. He has a good job. Yeah. Why is he going to work on it? Like, you know what though they do. I know they do get paid premiums. Like, I I don't. I I assume safety people do as well. But I know people that that do oil stuff and ever like people that go on rigs, mm-hmm. like out into the ocean and everything. They get paid more. Well, yeah, like they're they're really good paying jobs. I'm sure, but it's not like he doesn't have a good job. No, maybe he just wants that Louisiana lifestyle though. <laughs> Mardi Gras coming up, you know, right. Mardi Gras. Maybe. So Maybe that's it. We'll go to Mardi Gras and you can take your top off for some beads. Um, 
I just I just want punchkis. I don't care about the beats. <laughs> punchkis. That's a Michigan thing. Uh, for those of you not from Michigan, well, I think maybe more Midwest. I mean, I I think more than just our state, but it's definitely around here. It's deep fried jelly filled donuts. Essentially, yes, that's what it is. But anyway, uh, think of beignets, but like even more deep fried. Uh, if you're from Louisiana, but anyway, so while they're on this date, camping and everything, it's dark. They set up a camp. He starts a fire. They're snuggling. And before he tells her, I, I think, yeah, I think it's before he tells her he's going to Louisiana. All of a sudden he starts talking about eagles. And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you know, bald eagles made for life. And she's like, oh, cool. And uh, <laughs> she could look, she could not look more bored. Yeah. And he's like, you know, uh, bald eagles make love by uh, attaching themselves to each other and then diving towards the ground. <laughs> That's a weird fact. Yeah. It, I mean, it's true. But that is a weird fact, but it's also a weird thing to just say to someone you're snuggling with on a date. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you know, do you want me to tell you how coyotes fuck? Right? <laughs> Snakes intertwine themselves. <laughs> like, he was just going on about how different animals have sex. It was very heavy-handed. But, like, okay, so that's happening. He has no idea she's a virgin. Right. And then he's talking about he's leaving and let's just make the best of this time. Oh, yeah. He was he was heavily implying let's have sex. And she just gave him, like, a side-eye, like, flirty kind of look. And I was like, okay, this is And not... then they cut to black. Yeah. But there's no way. Eventually, Donna will lose her virginity. And there's no way it's just going to be off screen. It's like she's not going to be like next episode. Guess what, guys? Well, I popped my cherry. Yeah, and it's not going to be with the fireman who's leaving. No, it's going to be with somebody more permanent to the cast. It's going to be David. Or I, I hope it's David. I would. Yeah, I hope so too. Speaking of David, yeah, um, he's got to go to Palm Springs for the reading of his grandfather's will. Yeah, for some reason they got to schlep all the way to Palm Springs. Isn't he- that in Florida? No. Uh there is a Palm Springs in Florida, yes. But they, no, they didn't drive to Florida. Okay. They're in California. Okay. It's, I believe it's a different Palm Springs in California. So it's probably a drive, but not a crazy drive then. No, it's like from, I know the place they're talking about. I'm pretty sure it's called Palm Springs. There, There is one in Florida as well, though. Um, but I think uh, from where they're at in Beverly Hills, it's probably like, I don't know, a 40 or 50 minute drive. It's okay. it's, it's a, a hike, but it's not insurmountable. So he gets a big surprise because his grandfather leaves both him and his father $250,000 each. Yeah, each. Not and, together, each. Yeah. And David also gets his grandpa's 1961 oh, very good. Con- Thunderbird. Thunderbird convertible, right? Yeah. yeah. So... That's, uh, you know, he's just like, what, what, what? Like, oh my did God. you know about this? I can't believe right. this. And his grandma's like, your grandpa loved you. Like, I love lots of people. They're not getting $250 million or $250,000 wow. when I die. You made that a lot different. <laughs> but um, his dad looks absolutely horrified. He oh, didn't yeah. even look excited to be getting money. He was just like, oh, fuck, you're giving David money? He's, his dad's got money. Like, yeah. the $250,000 I don't think means a lot to his, to the dad. I mean, it, that's a big amount of money, though. Yeah, and it's nice, and I'm sure, like, I'm sure he'd rather have his dad, but, like, 
I'm sure it's like, you know, it would be life changing for most people. And for him, maybe it's like, oh, I'll buy a, a, a house or like I'll buy a boat or something like that. Right. But, um, and call it the dad or, or whatever. <laughs> but it's not, it doesn't mean a lot to him because he's already rich. He's already yeah. a billionaire. He's yeah. world famous orthodontist, David <laughs> or Mel, Mel Silver. Silver. You know, it's crazy to me too that, you know, his wife is still alive. Like, he gave this money to his son and his grandson and his car to the grandson. And he's like, and, and the you know, rest. everything else goes to my wife. Yeah, probably billions of dollars. Right, like, what is left after, like, $500,000? Oh, but yeah, he, he probably had millions of dollars, too. They have a really nice house in the, yeah. you know, like, Palm Springs area, so yeah. So, like, when Grandma goes, they're probably going to get a lot of money. Yeah. Hmm. You know, David was all worried about money not that long ago. And now he doesn't need to be. Yeah. And that's why his his father looks horrified. Because he's like, oh, no, if I can't control him with money, he could do anything. <laughs> he could even follow his dreams. Oh, no. Right. Well, yeah, because David didn't want to go to school. Right. And he's only going because his dad's making him, so he'll give him money. For school, yeah. So, hmm. Is he going to keep going? Pay, pay the rent and stuff like that. He better. He better finish his senior year, although he's drinking quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was drinking before he went to Palm Springs. And then him and his dad get in an argument because his dad gets this idea that he's going to create a trust. Why does he think that's his place at all? Yeah, I don't know. David's 21. David's 21 and the grandpa said give him the money. And yeah, he's... I would be insulted if my dad said that to me. I understand where David's coming from. Yeah, that would be very hurtful. Yeah. So, yeah, his dad thinks that he's going to just take this money and control it. And David's like, no, like grandpa gave it to me. And then he drives off in the car and says, I'm going to the nearest bar, which I was terrified the whole time he's going to crash this car. Yeah. Didn't it? I mean, it really seemed like it was being set up for that. Yeah, I, I totally thought the same thing. And then his dad tracks him down and pays the waitress and says, don't let him get behind the wheel, which was Pretty responsible, really. And apparently he took a cab, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. Anyway, he is out of control with his drinking, so. First it was He was playing darts pretty well, though. What? So he was playing darts pretty well, though. Right. Yeah, he was on methamphetamines. And now it's alcohol. But, like, you can't just quit meth and be like, but I'll be fine with alcohol. Like, if you're addicted right. to one drug, you're going to be addicted to the other drugs, too. Yeah. He's, it's not like he's like, uh, well, uh, that was an upper and this is a downer, so they're different. Right. <laughs> so, unfortunately, it seems like uh, David needs help again. Yeah. I did, the writers of this show, though, appear that they don't realize that alcohol is a drug, though. Yeah. That's true. They don't seem, they don't seem to have a great grasp on many subjects. No. I feel like they all lead very charmed lives. Probably, yes. That's my guess. <laughs> Good for you guys, though. Happy for you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was David's storyline. And then, Well, no, but then his oh, dad... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Then his Let's dad back backs off. <clears throat> um, now, what I think is funny is David comes home, and he's with his grandma, and he's all hungover and shit. He's like, where's dad? She's like, oh, he had a meeting. He's like, with the lawyer? And she's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah. then he, he his dad shows up after this meeting. He's just like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. So he tries to act like he made some kind of realization, like, oh, it's not my place. The lawyer explained to him that he had yeah. no way to do this. Right. <laughs> That's the what happened. Like, yeah, we're not going to take this to court because he's 21, and the the will said specifically the money goes to him. Like, there he's not a minor. There, there are no, there's no legal case to be had here. That's yeah, exactly what happened. And it's just like I'll be the trustee. Like you're just going to yeah. point yourself over his money, and he's yeah. an adult man. Yeah, you can't do that. No. So yeah, so he's like, you're right. He comes back. That was all explained to him, and then he comes back and he's like, well, I've decided I trust you. Dave. <laughs> That's this how is my decision. This is how your grandfather loved you unconditionally. Right. So right. the money is unconditional. Yeah, it's all yours. Blow it on whores and. Drugs and alcohol, but David lets his dad drive the car, yeah. and they the, make the up. one his grandpa never let him drive. Yeah, so that's how their story ends. They yeah. they do make up. This money is going to be something. I'm sure. Oh yeah, he's going to blow it, and then his dad's going to be like, "I told you," <laughs> and he's going to point and laugh. <laughs> right? No, I'm sure he's going to he's going to party. That's what he does. I hope so. He's young. I hope he I hope he has fun. Oh jeez, I don't. Anyway, so that's his story. And then we get to Valerie. Oh, Jesus, Valerie. Valerie and the Budinskis. Yeah. This is so fucked up. Okay. So Valerie is on the phone with Kenny. Yeah, Kenny. We fi- we've, we finally figured out his name. Right. Kenny. And she's like, the check didn't clear. What's going on? And he's like, did you do it yet? Right. So... I, I'm really curious. She She's like, not yet. And she's like, I'm going to do it tomorrow. So. He says, I want to see the vacuum. Isn't there going to be, isn't, don't you think he's going to ask for some kind of proof? I don't know. What's he going to ask? What's he going to like? A doctor's Show note? me the clump. I don't, oh my God. <laughs> doctor's. What is wrong with you? Seriously. Swear to God. Like, what is wrong with you right now? You don't say that. Clump. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that is not okay. <sighs> Sorry to anybody that has had an abortion out there. I don't want to trigger any bad memories or anything. Jesus Christ. But like a doctor's notes? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's going to say, uh, <clears throat> please give Valerie the money. <laughs> Signed Epstein's mom. <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, like, I feel like she's going to have to do something to prove it to him. I guess. What do you, how are you going to prove that? I mean, you would think she'd have some kind of documentation. He would want, okay, she could forge something. I mean, if he wanted proof, he would have come with her instead of going out to lunch. Yeah, that's true. He offered to go with her and she was like, no. Yeah. I don't. I don't need you to. Which obviously, not, because she's. Because I'm not really going to get an abortion. Because I'm right. not really pregnant. She says to him. But Steve walks this in. This is the, all the scam you get. Steve walks in and overhears her side of the conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he now knows that she is pregnant and having an abortion. He's got the perfect blue look on his face. <laughs> she's like, "Oh my gosh, you heard that!" And then she's like. Oh, you know, I'm just going to play the damsel in distress and be so sad and you yeah. can comfort me. And ugh, I don't like, like her. Oh, Steve, your fingers are so firm. Uh, <laughs> she slurred your face. 
what is wrong with you? Damsel in distress. I don't understand. Anyway, so she says, don't tell anybody, especially Brandon. And he was like, okay, I won't tell anybody except your mortal enemy. Yeah. Yeah. That's who he chooses to share this with. Kelly. Like, what in the fuck, Steve? That's the worst person to tell. It's the blonde leading the blonde. (laughs) And she's like, nobody deserves to go through this alone. Not even Valerie. I'm going to be the nicest person in the world now, even though it's completely against my character. Right. But, I mean, she's nice and not nice at the same time. Yeah, that's true. Because it's so not her place. I mean, she's like, I insist I'm going with you. Yeah, she's like, I want to be there for you, Valerie. You can tell me anything and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, what, what is, like, why? Why are you doing that? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. And Valerie's like, "Oh, okay, you know, thanks." And and then she's like, "You know what? Kenny's actually gonna go with me because uh-huh. she's trying to, you know, make sure nobody goes with her because right. she's not really doing it. Like, Correct. would she go have breakfast somewhere? Like, that, that's all." And um, she's like, "I'll eat a, I'll eat a bad omelet. <laughs> that'll that'll be approximate." Right. <laughs> so. She goes home and pretends like she's not well and lays in bed all day and Steve's mm-hmm. waiting on her. Yeah. And Kelly um, sees Kenny yeah. at lunch because she's meeting somebody for lunch. And so then she's all suspicious. Like, mm-hmm. she said Kenny was going with her and he yeah. wasn't there. Like, come on. Why do you think she's going to tell you? Let's assume that she was lying. Or let's assume that she was telling the truth. Right, that she was pregnant and having an abortion. And let's, I mean, it's a very plausible story that she either lied about Kenny going there because she didn't want to go with anybody. She wanted to be alone. Yeah. Or that Kenny stood her up and she was too embarrassed to say, which is the lie she comes up with. Yeah. But both of those things are believable. And you could easily jump to those conclusions before you jump to the, oh, she's lying. I bet she's never, she was, wasn't even pregnant. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. Like why, Steve heard this information on accident. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he she was even trying to get this information. She was trying to hide this information. Yeah. So like, I don't know why, why they, they're just assuming she's lying. I know she's got a bad reputation, but. But yeah, so that's what Kelly does is she jumps to the conclusion that something's wrong. Something's very wrong here. Right. And then now it's her job to find out, which it's like, who's it hurting? Who cares? Yeah. It's none of your business. If she was pregnant or not pregnant, not your business. If she had an abortion or not, not your business. If she's telling people, if she's like, if she's like and she's, that's the thing. She's not even telling people. Yeah. They, they found out on accident. But if she's like lying about it, who cares? Like she's not trying to get anything from you. Yeah. No, she's trying to get something from Kenny. He was the only one she was trying to lie to. Like, right. let her alone. But she's asking all these questions. Mm-hmm. And then she gets into Steve's brain and makes him suspicious. And then he, like, is interrogating Valerie. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, it made me mad. Like, if she really just went through an abortion. Yeah, to be peppered with these questions. Yeah. Hey, you know, like, uh, oh, uh, what about what about uh, prescriptions? Did you get any prescriptions? What are they called? Where are they? When did you go get them? Let me see them. Like, what the fuck? What's the expiration date? What's the milligrams? <laughs> And then Steve's like, "Yeah, I, I agree, Kelly. I think she's lying." Like, yeah. he's like, "Let me tell you. Let me tell you something." Uh, she said she was too drugged up, and and Kelly's like, "Yeah, I mean that makes sense." And he's like, "Yeah, but then she drove home." 
Would they let her drive? No, and they wouldn't. They would make somebody have gone. Somebody would have had to have gone with her. But what if she? And, but she could have just said, "Yes, my friend's outside." Yeah, I guess she could have lied and drove home, even though she's not supposed to. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just saying, like, I could think of if I wanted to think she was telling the truth, I could come up with stories that make sense that she's telling the truth. If I wanted to think she was lying, I could do the same thing. I mean, we know she's lying, which yeah. is the only thing that makes it not awful. Right. But like, they don't know she's lying. This is too sensitive. If they, if she was trying to get something from them, then sure. Question it or whatever, but she's not looking for anything from them. And this is too sensitive of a situation for them to be poking their fucking noses yeah. around in this. Just leave the poor girl alone. Bring her her soup and leave her be. Exactly. But I'm wondering now, okay, so Kenny thinks now that she's had an abortion. Is he Is he, Is he? he going to give her the money he said he was going to give Kelly, her? Kelly's going to say something. Kelly's oh. going to be like, because Kelly, it's been established in this episode, even though it was not established in any other previous episodes, that she knows Kenny. Yeah, that's true. I babysat his kids. So now what's going to happen is she's going to be like, you know what, Kenny? I think there's something going on here. And that's then he'll find out. Kelly is such a fucking bitch. Because <laughs> well, I'm sorry. This is I, I'm on Valerie's side here. Yeah. Okay. He deserved a punishment. And I he agree. has the money. So yeah. fucking punish him and take his money. I agree. But whatever. You're right. Kelly's going to fuck it up for her. Yeah, and probably. I mean, like, she deserves to hate her. If that's what happens, like, she should get her ass beat. <laughs> like, take her down, Val. All right. I'm throwing hands. <laughs> you know, get your crazy little bitch friend back who keyed her car. Let, <laughs> let's stick yeah. her on her. <laughs> let's go for a drive to the to the beach there, oh uh, Val. God. Oh, anyway. So, that is, uh, that's the episode, though, right? I believe so. I believe that was all. All right. Well. So, you know what to do. Yeah, you guys can uh, write us at latefee1994 at awl.com. Mm-hmm. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yes. And share the tapes with your friends. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.